0: acceptable in your sight O oh Lord. Today I'm speaking about a spiritual practice called acorn which is a way to seek the work of the Holy Spirit in others outside the church. This practice begins with a morning prayer which goes gracious God Today, is there someone you wish to connect with outside my church community? About two weeks ago, Jennifer and I walked the 130 kilometer route of Adrian's Wall across Northern England, from the North Sea to the Irish Sea, in Northumbria, just below the Scottish border. Emperor Hadrian ordered the wall to be built starting in 112 AD to secure Rome's most northerly border. The remains of the wall and the forts and watchtowers are testament to the Roman Empire's power at a time when the locals were nothing but a scattering of warring tribes. It didn't take long to realize we were walking through an ancient war zone. The violence Adrian was trying to contain continued for another 16 centuries, with successive invasions of Northumbria by the Angles, the Danes, the Normans, followed by the Anglo-Scottish border wars, and then three centuries of feud between Scottish and English families called the Reavers as immortalized in Sir Walter Scott's novels. But in this cycle of violence, another story began. At a Roman fort called Vindolanda, in 2020, archaeologists found shards of a lead chalice on which someone had scratched tiny, crude figures of a fish, a boat, a dove, and a cross. Someone was trying to bring the Holy Spirit through Christ's story into a war zone at the edge of the Roman Empire. Someone was willing to tell the story and risked death, since that was the penalty for soldiers practicing this new religion. Someone kept telling the story, and in 313 AD, Emperor Constantine recognized Christianity as the religion of the Roman Empire. So in the present day, we don't live in a war zone. Our culture is moving farther and farther away from loving your neighbor, away from accepting your own and other people's flaws, away from forgiveness. And Christians in popular cult- culture are often portrayed as hypocrites, oppressors, and worse. So, when Brandon and Adam choice Forth into the world and serve God in Christ's name, our path isn't very clear. We think a lot more about sharing the Christian story outside our community than we actually do. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. We fear imposing our views on others or being labeled a Bible thumper or a reactionary. Personally, I don't like going here either. I love the small joys of my carefully curated life. I'm not going to leave my home, my family, my work, and walk the Roman roads and mission like the saints of old. So, if we feel a call to mission, to share our spirituality, how do we do it? This is where the acorn spiritual practice might work in some of our lives. And I should, I should emphasize this it's not a, an excuse to have meetings or committee or it's it's very personal what I'm about to talk about. And and it's a journey. Everyone has a different journey through what I'm so it's a spiritual practice developed and led by michael Harvey, an anglican lay person who lives in manchester england he visited us last november to speak about it, becoming an invitational church and he travels widely in the anglican community since then i and some other calvary Anglicans have been virtually meeting with him to learn the practice and to bear witness to the results please walk with me as i lay this out It begins with a prayer I started with. Gracious God, today is there someone you wish me to connect with outside my church community? That prayer is the ask, the A in the Your ask, when you make it, will be answered. Into your mind, a person will appear during your daily routine, and you'll wonder how they're doing it. That's it. This is the call. When that person or situation appears in front of you, that's the call, the scene in acarn. You could let that name float out of your mind, you could let that person walk away and get on with your own important business. But the next step is to obey the O in Oak Acarn. We've asked, God has called by putting someone in front of us or a name in our mind or some other way. And it's time to obey, seize what's come to you. So you engage with the person, you talk to a stranger, you pick up the phone, you send an email. Your message to that person is not, God is great, Jesus saved, read the Bible. All you do is Really, how are you? Big difference. We're fearful about connecting, about bothering a person. But at this point, this is very powerful. You simply remind yourself that God is in charge of what happens next. It has nothing to do with you. You're not responsible for what happens next. What is said or not said is up to God. How you respond is up to God. God is already present, the Holy Spirit is already present between you and your task is to discern what God is doing in the conversation. So that comes to the next letter, R for report. This is the practice of testifying about your experience and practice to others who are doing the same thing. You tell each other stories and interactions you've had, not really revealing it. And in speaking about the interaction, you begin to see God action everywhere. It's like a bonfire. And in the reporting part, as you try and ask the question, "What is God doing in me?" and "What is God doing through me in that interaction?" This is the last letter A for N for notice. You need to notice what is going on in their interaction. What is God doing in the engagement with the other person? So at this point, this is sounding sort of theoretical, and, and but it, like I want to emphasize, that it's a practice. That it takes time to 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 really understand and then become uh, engaged. With it, and then to start seeing the power of it, because we're in our lives, we're we're always sorting between important and unimportant, and often these things start out seeing very unimportant, and think something as I say before, you just walk away from it. that homeless person, just walk away. I need, I've got something to do. The practice over time can lead to an invitation to come to church. Or more likely, more likely, you'll never know what the outcome of the conversation is, because it's not up to us. Through our actions, God is doing something, somewhere, sometime, to someone. And the practice teaches us that we're not missioning to others, we're missioning with others. We make ourselves whole by reaching out to others. We're answering God's call to act in the world in Christ's name. This practice happens in the city bus, on a hiking trail, the line at Starbucks, or at work with a stressed-out colleague. None of it is but us and our fears. Our ego is in back backseat, and we're simply speaking with someone. And in this practice we follow the old saints on our own Roman road. And the violence, the violence in our hearts and the suffering of the world, passes away. On